Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. I've been super pumped about introducing our very special guest today and being able to bring our guest into your world and to be able to share a little bit about this person. So this person, she is a leadership and communication expert. She is obsessed with seeing people reach their full potential. So she works with people who are leaders, businesses, people in their teams, and helping them to really go to that next level to be able to master their cut-through communication, to be able to amplify their leadership, to get the most out of others and realise their limitless potential and their possibility that they have in them to succeed. So since 2006, she has successfully been maximising the potential of leaders and teams to excel and get to the next level. Her background was working in FMCG and while she was in the corporate world, she won the National Make a Difference Award, which was the, in the role of an, her role that she had as the National Business Manager and she was the National Sales Associate of the Year. She has gone on to build her own practice under her personal brand. So for those who listen, as you know, we operate under our personal brand and often are building our consulting practice under that and so she's definitely done that she's worked with over 24 different industries to date some of her clients include people like ANZ George Western Foods Don KRC West Farmers Open Universities Australia Post World Vision the RSPCA Mazda and a whole bunch of different types of industries where they're implementing the methodologies that Renee teaches so she has written two books in particular the first book that she wrote was called limitless leadership and it was really about helping leaders and organizations to be able to have this shift in their leadership capability to lead from the inside out as she calls it so since then she does a lot of speaking training coaching consulting and today she has just come off releasing her new Mm. book (laughs) which is called the gift mindset which is about unwrapping the 12 gifts to lead and live a life of purpose, connection and contribution. So please welcome the one and only, the amazing Renee Giruso. Yay! Thanks for having me. What an intro. I think we're we're finished now. Amazing. Good to be here. Um, so thrilled to hear and for those who are jumping on today particularly Ali and Cheryl great opportunity for those who are jumping online to ask your questions that you would like mm. to ask Renee has a wealth of experience in this space and Renee and I've known each other I don't know it feels like forever anyway yes. <laughs> but Renee first of all congratulations on the book so Thank exciting you. this is so yes. this book I think is Having read it, and I also was one of the endorsers that are in the front of the book, so thank you for the pre-release opportunity to read. This is such a powerful book because it's not just because it's so relevant today, I think, particularly coming off the last year that we've had, but just because this book is you. This is how you operate. This is the essence of you in your book. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit about Bearing in mind that the people who are listening, we have mostly women actually that have their own personal brand and practice under their personal brand. Yep. Are you happy to share a little bit about your journey, what 
led you into starting your practice and your personal brand and then into how did you end up being published and getting mm. your book into all these distributed through these stores and everything that you've achieved and where you are now? Yeah, good question. We could be here all day. No, I know. No. <laughs> so, so I've always, Jane, as you know, always had a love of learning and growth and being in service to others. And that's been since I was a child. And I had some great roles in FMCG that really, I have to say, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without those. I think they helped me become who I am and who I'm continually becoming. But I really realised at one point I was in a real L&D type role, leading a national team, implementing and writing programs. And I was like, this is it. I love this. It was my favourite part of what I did. So I embarked on, I started studying coaching and to be really open, I've had a coach and been coaching since I was 23. So 25 years, so quite a while. And I started studying coaching and a few things while I was in this big role. And one day I just woke up and went, I'm going to go and do my own thing. Like any business, it's evolved. And I think the key thing that really, the compelling reason that really got me to leave a role that I left and went back to be straight because I did love that role and then two weeks later I was back out on my own you've got to have a really really strong why and mine was to grow people not because I was their manager but because they were ready for it and that was a big why for me yeah and I just stuck to that and obviously the first year we just coached I think I was coaching cats dogs chairs tables anyone that would come in my vicinity was coached and I went into job search for a year so this just shows how things evolve I was sick of the corporate world and I did a lot and that really built me as a facilitator and then I went into sales capability training and coaching and a little bit of leadership sort of training and then the last eight years has really seen me go I've got to be easier to buy I still don't know if I am at, at times but but what do I do it's leadership and it's communication And I think communication is the underlying essence of all of that. So I practice, as you know, we've got the workshop, the transformational deep workshop pathways, which are my passion. And then we have speaking and obviously the books to support what we know, what we like to share. And I guess, guess for me personally, it's especially this new book, which we'll talk about it's my baby in this lifetime. I really feel it's the changes we're hearing through it and the feedback to date has just blown me away as of the broadness. We've got teenagers, CEOs, cafe owners, startups, professors, people. I had a university student the other day send me this beautiful email saying, going to a really tough time. My dad had this book, felt really old. And I read The Gift of Connection and The Gift of Growth and it's really helped me. So yeah, it's been a journey. I've had the practice for 14 years now. Love those of you that are business owners. And I know Jane, we run at a million miles an hour. I've always been like that, very passionate and driven. And I think having your why, your why flies, I call it, Mm-hmm. really fueling that with motivation and drive especially in what we do you can't not have that it would be seen a mile away and just stay focused on being in service and being open to evolve that's probably the key mm. can you explain that what you mean by open to evolve 
Yeah, that things change. I've had five business cards and five brands in, so five branding fields. Don't feel that you've got your logo, you've got your brand, you've got your market, this is who I am. Things change. And even this year, I'm getting different types of clients. And I think you will attract who you are. I really believe yeah. that. And you'll sort of not repel, but you do. The, the clients that aren't right for you. And it's not always easy. I remember starting my practice, I said yes to anybody. Now I put a lot into what I do and I want to do the best job that it's quality over quantity mm. and it's working with the right people. But be open. My first business was called Very Long Metamorphosis Consulting with my surname. Well, That's right. I remember that. It yeah. was welcome to Alphabet. But Metamorphosis <laughs> is always selling mistakes in URLs. Oh, geez. <laughs> It seriously was every letter of the alphabet except Z and one other, I think. Like, so metamorphosis, and I always think if there wasn't meant to be changed, there wouldn't be butterflies, right? So I love that metaphor around be open to change and go and surrender and take it lightly as to what people need. It's not always what you think they need. I love that because customers' needs change, their mode of delivery changes. The Whilst we can be delivering leadership programs, but the context is different. The context changes yeah. all the time, doesn't it? And their needs, because once that trust is built, then that's when they go, can you do this? Like this is this thing that we kind of need help with in you. Mm. And like, yeah, I can do that. And And I don't know about you, but that's what I found is that, it's just that openness to kind of going, okay, well, if this is what they need, do I know how to do it? Yes. Okay. Well, that's all right. We can include that and or add that on or whatever. And next thing, actually, this is a thing. <laughs> this that's, is kind of this thing that they kind of need. And I hadn't even thought about that. That's right. But it's being disciplined too. And I'm guilty of trying to do and be everything to everyone. So it's also saying, hey, that's not me, mm. but I know someone that could do that and referring and that sort of thing as well. But it's, yeah, some of the different programs I run have been born out of needs that I've had the expertise in, but then I've put sort of my light on it, my ideas and running so many things over the years. I've seen a lot, as you know, and you build it into your content that's original, so it's fresh. And Renee, thinking about, so you've written two books and these are books that have generated amazing programs that you deliver you put your heart and soul into every single client not just every single client but every single day that you go pretty hard can you tell us a bit about like if I look at so Limitless Leaders book because we've got some people in our community and even particularly those who are on today I know they're at that <laughs> stage of thinking about writing yep. their book can you talk about the strategy behind the two different books so you've got Limitless Leaders which was essentially self-published yeah yeah and then with the gift mindset in this case you've gone published this yeah. is a really common question that a lot of people yeah. have how did you know which one was right for you and are you happy with your decision <laughs> yeah it's a great question so I, you just made me realize I did a self-published book limitless uh, leadership then I was part of an anthology which was different again and then published. So when I wrote Limitless Leadership, which is part of our brand and our programs, it was what we sort of call a cluster book. Mm. So the book, a lot of the content and the practicality in the book is in some of our programs. 
And to be really honest, it's 2016, I really didn't know the difference between self-publishing and publishing. Mm -hmm. And I was approached by a publisher and I sort of went, no, no, I'm going to self-publish. And it worked well. It's been sort of the backbone, as you know, it complements your business. Don't think you're going to write a book and it's not how it works. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So that was a really good experience with publishing this book. Mm. It was the original publisher who's amazing that reached out to me for the first book when I really didn't understand it. And Mm. it is different. It's different in that you get a little bit more guidance. I suppose the feedback you get, you have to take on board a bit more. When you self-publish, you can sort of go, no, no, I like that. Leave that in. (laughs) It is a little bit. And we had to cut back probably a sixth of my book it was way too long but I'm big into feedback and I just got to the point where I said take it out I don't want to know what you've taken out by the end (laughs) because I knew everything in it was important but it's worked it's clearer it's more concise so I guess you get the guidance you get the support so the publisher I'm with is very generous she all her authors even authors from two years ago she will share share their insights, share their blogs still, which I think is beautiful. That's what attracted me to this particular publisher. Mm-hmm. And I guess on the flip side, or not on the flip side, to complement that, we've invested in media. Yeah, you have you know, to really do that, has, don't you? Yeah, the publishers. Which could yeah. have been my full-time job for the last eight weeks and it's That's been right. out, of, out of hours. So if I look a little bit tired today. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been writing Articles and articles. Every night I'm writing, Sundays I'm writing. But you know what keeps me going is you're getting the message out there. I'm writing content, putting different angles on things. Of course, I'm going to repurpose some of it, right, down the track. And at the end of the day, it's not forever, is it? So you'll have one good collection. So we're getting a lot. We're probably three quarters of the way through, but TV, radio, articles from Woman's Day yesterday, which was pretty yeah. amazing. They had pictures of Charlize Theron in my article. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, someone's like, is that you? I'm like, I wish. Um, <laughs> uh, Woman's Day to Body and Soul to Mind Food to CEO Magazine to Business Insider. And what it's made me realise is the broad reach this message has had. That's probably something last night I went, wow, everyone is embracing this at some level right. and I probably wouldn't have known that without doing the media. And right? I think you make a really great point, Renee, is that doing this second, because the first one you did is around just being really commercial and simple and getting yeah. away, like doing your Limitless Leaders book matched programs that you were delivering and so it was really to be able to get out and sell those, optimise those sales. Yeah. You're not worried about an article in Business Insider isn't necessarily going to, there's too much risk with that to go, oh, geez, I hope if I get published in there that someone might buy my thing. Yeah, no. So what you've done is you've done that, like you said, the cluster book, If for those who are from Thought Leaders Business mm. School and know this language, like it's a book that goes with a program. Yeah. But what you've done with this is you've identified, well, that book was not necessarily the smartest book to take to market to go with a publisher. This was a better option. Yes, spot on. Because you could go bigger, yeah? Yeah, you're spot on. Like limitless leadership wouldn't be in Women's Day. 
No, would it, right? So this message is quite broad. I think that's why we've got a lot of media. There is a program that goes on the back of this book, but I wrote the book for the book, yeah. then have created the program. The other one was the other way around. Yes. So have an intention. Biggest thing I can say is have an intention and be open for that changing throughout the book. So mm. this book was just for leaders. And if you read the book, anyone can apply so i've had to use three to four voices in every chapter which was a bit of work but i have a few voices in my head so we'll be right there <laughs> so intention create a writing habit and jane you're just prolific at this so um not telling you anything you don't do but i created a habit throughout COVID. i was always writing the book before COVID hit mm. every weekend i wrote and two nights a week i researched I did my podcast interviews. Be smart. I did a lot of interviews on my podcast yeah. and transcribed them into the book as stories and have that in your diary and jealously protect that time. So I was doing, and this is when I say COVID, we were saving the business during the week. So it was pretty yeah. full on. But I was doing sort of like 8 to 1 o'clock Saturday and then 3 till 6. Sometimes Saturday night we're in lockdown. I'm not a still person, so I had to be doing something. <laughs> And Sundays, Sundays I did 10 till 5. And yeah. then I had a great editor that I said to her, I want a date every week that you need a chapter. Yeah. So she was like, are you sure? We'll do it every two weeks. I said, no, every week. This book is 80,000 80, words. It's a big book. Mm -hmm. And we did it. And we actually did it earlier. And I think if you're struggling with that habit side, maybe question, is this the right time? Or you have another habit. I just spoke to a client today that's writing a book and she's like, I've got two years to write it. I'm in no rush. And I said, good on you. Take it lightly. <laughs> write Wednesday nights. Make it more of a hobby. That's such valuable advice, Renee, because I know we've got people in our community. We're kicking off with the new program called Bum Glue for Book Writing, which is essentially yes. <laughs> usually a lot of people say, oh, you need bum glue. If you're not getting your book written, you need Love bum glue. Love that. Yeah. So, yes, free jars of bum glue to make you sit down and write your book. But you're spot on. Is I love that. Working out what is that cadence and rhythm. Or what I love is yes. that you had it as an opportunity, like you're still trying to save your business, but at the same time is working out what's right for you. You're one of the hardest workers I know. And to be able to get this book together, I know how much you've done to do it. But yeah. the, the discipline that you've had to get it done. But it is discipline and do what lights you up. So, you know, Jane, I'm a visual yes. and I had a book cover that I just did on Canva myself. It was nothing like what I ended up with. Mm. But I had that up on the back of my door in my office before I started writing the book. I have yes. to see the outcome. Some people go, God, you're weird. Everyone's different. Yeah. But, hey, I love the bum glue. I reckon you could have like Tarzan, that's get it done. Then you can have clag, which means you can get up and get a coffee. You could have like varying, varying to get it done. Very a value model of glue. We have like super glue. Super glue, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Ali's saying I love the idea of the book cover. Yeah, the things you do to keep yourself motivated and to keep that visual alive yeah. the earlier you can come up with the book cover and like you said even it doesn't matter if it's not what the publisher no. comes up with or what your version is of in the in the end it's just it's these things visual reminders isn't it to keep yourself oh, moving and keep yourself it, going 
it really helped. And those of you that are doing thought leaders, you know, your pink sheets, all that helps. And don't think, even with a publisher, I was heavily involved in the book design. Like my background is marketing, so I was very much knew what I wanted. And we came up, I think, with five concepts. And you just know three were like, nah, two were like, we're nearly there. But just know whether you're self-published or the other way, it doesn't matter. It's still amazing either way. It's no different as far as what you're sharing with the world and your message. I'd love to ask you, particularly in terms of your journey and your practice, because in the book you talk about the gift mindset and these are 12 gifts to lead and live a life of purpose, connection and contribution. For somebody sitting there who has this incredible practice, you work with these amazing clients, amazing brands, and you've written two books. This one, you're now published, you're out in the bookstores, you're in airports, you're in all this stuff that's happening. If you had to think about, maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but what do you think has been the biggest gift for you? So Renee talks about the gift mindset as in things don't always go to plan, but she always asks, what's the gift that's in this? What has it been? I'd love to know in your practice as part of growing it, setting it up, and even at the stage where you're at now, what do you think has been the biggest gift for you that may not have looked like a gift when it arrived? But uh, in your practice or perhaps that if you can't choose, maybe there's a couple? Yeah, there is. And you're right. It does change depending on the mood. (laughs) (laughs) Depending if you're in lockdown or not. Your gifts come from challenges and successes as well and it's unwrapping them, learning the lessons and using them. And I think they fit in 12 buckets, our lessons or 12 soft skills or what I call life skills. Yeah. And I had 50, by the way. Oh, that's right, because you came to the Well, I rang you. I rang Jane and she's like, what is this with you in 12s? Everything. And I go, I don't know. I've always done things in 12s. She goes, can't you have 14? I'm like, no, I have to have 12. I remember that. If I look at it, there's quite a few. I'd say the gift of resilience and the gift of contribution would be the two. So I think resilience really layers gratitude and optimism sort of like underlie resilience and knowing anything I've done any challenge I've had each year I always go well I know I can do that again and especially after COVID I'm like Mm. I've saved only I'm very open only just saved my business I'm talking by a a whisker Um, you had a lot of corporate training like the bulk of your practice has been corporate training yeah corporate face-to-face so we lost 90 percent, as you know in mid-April and it's coming back it's still not where it needs to be but everything we're doing is a lot around positioning at the moment which Mm -hmm. fingers crossed it all flows on but the gift of resilience would be a big one and the tips there to you know really unwrap that gift and deepen and develop that skill of resilience strong support network and I'm hand on heart so appreciative Jane's been in my network seven years I reckon Something like that. Seven years. You know, know and what makes you sparkle. That's another key tip. So if you're feeling a bit down and out or you're having a tough time, don't go to that person who might be going through that as well at that time. Without sounding rude, surround yourself with optimists where you can. Mm. And something you know I'm really passionate about is know what lights you up, what puts a pep in your step. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's delivery. I love writing and thinking absolutely love selling and I love delivery 
And we need to split that up in, especially if you've got a thought leadership practice. But for me, clients, last week I did five full face-to-face days and was writing till two every morning. Friday night, my husband's actually like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, I'm great. I did hit a wall Saturday. But, <laughs> but I find that gives me energy. So know what it is for you. And I always say do that on a Monday as much as you can to set the tone for the week. I had a someone during COVID, an engineer, manager of engineers, and she was just, I've known her a while and she just didn't, couldn't work out why she felt off. And that's usually when we're not getting the things that light us up, but we don't realise that. Mm. And she said, I'm just missing my team. And I said, when do you see them? This is in the virtual world. She said, Thursday mornings. It used to be Mondays. I said, why Thursday, not Monday? She said, I don't know. I haven't really. I said, flip it to Monday. And she's a different person. So Sunday night, you have a different energy and mindset. And I know you're a big believer in this going into the week. Yeah. So that helps build on resilience. And I think another thing, always focus on what you do have, not what you don't. I know there's always someone or something worse off than me out there, always. And I always look at that and just in my head and go, what have I got I can focus on instead of looking at what I don't have? So during COVID, it was, I've got great programs. I know I execute them well. I don't have to change what I do. I just need to change how I do it. Yeah. So I'll reframe. And the other one's contribution. Yeah, it's a human need. I don't feel good unless I'm in service contributing. And I think if you go into a business knowing and wanting to really contribute from the heart, things will come your way. And you demonstrate that so well. Like for those, if you aren't following Renee already, you'll get a sense of contribution that how committed she is to working with her clients. You'll see her social media is absolutely prolific. (laughs) You are a content creation machine for how you... (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you're one of the few people, for us as experts, we typically have a mode or, you know, we typically like to create or we like to deliver or we like to sell. And we all have that default, but you're one of the few that I think does all three equally. Is there a secret or is that something just comes naturally to you, do you think, or is it something that you've become? Because I think that's the constant juggle for all of us and you just think to do all three almost evenly. Is there any secret technique that you do to make that work? I've got a sales background. I remember saying to you that day, I love cold calling. It excites me, right? I love it. It's the first thing I do when I'm in the car. Weird. But I look at it, I can only say no. Yeah. My world's just back to how it was before, right? So sales I love. The thinking I love, I'm an ideas, probably too much of an ideas person, but I think creating some discipline and some habits going, the better the content, the fresh, relevant content I can write, the even better programs I can deliver and mm-hmm. have a bit of a point of difference. And if you're listening and you do leadership or you do branding or what, no one is you. So what is it that sets you apart and focus on that and you can't portray that to the world if you're not creating content that's relevant and needed, if you're not getting off your butt and selling. I know you, we all get referrals and things, but you've still got to be proactive. And if you're not delivering, right, because delivering, and that's why workshops are my passion because I love being in the client's face, hearing their problems. 
I write notes at lunch, just listening to them, and that's what I go and write my blogs on. Because they're giving or, you the gold. That's so much valuable IP, isn't it? Oh, it's like being in a focus group, but you, yeah. <laughs> you're running the program. And I think that was something during COVID that you didn't come up as much virtually. Being, mm. I've been back face-to-face full-on for four weeks. And just those little chats, you're going to have lunch together and they're like, hey, have you ever thought of with this or do you ever see this or and things come up? So get the balance. I do most of the time, not always, colour code my diary. I have leading, managing, self-growth. They're my three areas. So leading is all the stuff leading in my business. So leading is about writing, positioning, social media, the book, and then the managing activity really is the delivery, the day-to-day. And then the self-development is what am I doing to grow me, to grow others? Yeah. And you're probably the same, Jane. We learn so much through others that sometimes we forget to go and read or study up on something. So for me, I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. I jump on quite a few things. I've got involved in a lot of other thought leaders that I say, can you come along and give me feedback? And that's been really cool. Do that for each other. And then obviously little courses and things I do here and there as well. Yeah. yeah. I still read a book a week at night. A week. I'm so glad you said that. I was going to say one of those activities is trying to get through your book a week. So that's something that you've done for as long as I've known you. And if you can't, jump on Blinkist. Like we're fans. Blinkist just gives you 15 minutes insights or blinks on on books and it's enough to learn or to go, hey, that sounds really cool. I'm going to read that. So Blinkist is a really good app. And, And break your reading up. I read... It's not that businessy, but it's a great, amazing book. And I'm getting some copies, Jane. I'll get you one. It's called Into the Magic Shop. Oh. He's a neurosurgeon that had an awful childhood and gets taken into a magic shop over summer and he's studying magic, but what he learns is mindfulness and intention. And a metaphor I'd just love to share with everyone out of the book. I wish I'd come up with it. But he says, when you want something, so if you think of your business right now Mm -hmm. or the next phase, he wants you to see an opaque window, probably be opaque. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get clarity and see through that is intention. And your intention is like a demister. Right. So the more intention you have, that cloud or fog or whatever will disappear and things you can see you will usually achieve. And there's a lot, and he's a neurosurgeon, right? So there's a lot of statistics to back it up. Mm. But I love that metaphor. That's powerful. So, it so it's called Into the Magic Shop. Yes, and I can't remember the author, Doctor. If you just go into the magic shop. And the funny thing was at the end, end of the book, he said, I came up with some odd letters that became my alphabet mantra and six out of the eight topics are my gifts in it. And it was oh. written years ago and I've just read it. Isn't that bizarre? James Dottie, that's it. Thanks, exactly. Ellie. So, Renee, one of the questions I've got is, and this is probably related to one of the bigger challenges, and, of course, I mean, you come from a sales background. You've worked in business development. And you've been, mm-hmm. and not just in business development, but business development for some really big brands, and you've now brought that over into your space. I remember being around you in programs that we've been involved in and at lunchtime Renee's the one that's on the phone closing 
her six-figure deal and then you're going, are you going to get some lunch? Yep, I've just got 15 minutes left till I can call this person. I'll have that when I'm on the run. But, but what I love about you is your business development focus is more about the focus on sharing. We interviewed you when we ran Women with Influence for the first time back in 2017 and you talked about the mindset of sales that you've learnt as I particularly in your practice and this mindset of sharing I wondered if you might be able to share a little bit about that because this whole selling yourself and going hey can you buy my thing can you talk a little bit about because that's a fear I think sometimes and we talk about in our program joyful selling is how do you make selling joyful when I watch you I think about you make it look fun you make it look like you're in service but you actually are in that mindset anyway are you happy to share a little bit about your mindset of um, sharing and sharing selling I think what you've hit the nail on the head it's lose the word selling it's sharing right and I always have a thing failing to help someone make a buying decision is failing to help them especially if they've come to you so it's more inbound right I think people freak out about ringing and all that sort of thing so I think it comes down to if you really have conviction in your message whether you're selling widgets or a service or whatever if you've got conviction in that be excited about sharing it and I always think there's so many people I want to share what I do with because I know it's going to help them that's as basic as it comes back to there are two camps we used to do a lot of sales capability training there's people that aren't as open to it and people that are and not always but a lot of the people that have this sort of barrier up they've been sold to in an ugly way right that's the only way I can describe it yeah so learn that's a gift what did they do just do the opposite right right so I think reframe so you're sharing especially if people come to you failing for you to give them what they need you're failing your client or a potential client they've come to you this goes back to know what problems you're solving. And I think if you ever have that doubt, go and read some testimonials or look at somebody that you've worked with that's had an amazing result and think, how can I not share that? But yeah, and just create some little rituals, some little habits. So mine, I still have had it for 25 years, (laughs) five calls a day. So when I say five calls, Just say Jane rang me and said, hey, Renee, I spoke to someone who you probably should speak to. That can count as one of the five. Another five could be driving. It's just how my mind works. And I see a company and I go, should be in there. And at lunch, I'll quickly look them up. It could be sending just a nice note on LinkedIn or an email. It doesn't always have to be a call call. Mm -hmm. And there's no excuses. When I have people, some clients that go, oh, but I had to run a workshop or I had this on. So do I. So it could be two in the morning, one at lunch, two on your way home. Hello. It's not hard. And if you don't do your five, then you need to make them up. Right. So if you haven't got your five that day, you've got 10 to do the next day. Yeah, totally. So it's just having, it's a game with yourself. We say this, have some fun with it. And Like I said before, if you reach out to somebody and, you know, I'll be very straight up, there was a construction company I reached out to this morning that I heard had finished something else and I left a message and they emailed me back and said, oh, we know who you are and we know what you do, but we have no need at the moment. That's fine. That's just a later. That's the worst thing that can happen. So, but now they've got my email, my links, hopefully going to be top of mind. 
Yeah, I love that because you've come from that sales background yeah. and you just know the value of that staying connected. And a big part of it is sort of staying connected and that and just those little habits, whether they're existing clients, clients mm-hmm. you've worked with in the past, possible new clients, that habit and routine that we talk about even in expert to influencer is those five calls every day, five connections every day in some way, shape or form. Yeah, it sounds hard, but it's five. It's not too much. And we're rebuilding a bit at the moment. We've had some clients we're finishing with, like it was that time, Hmm. some others coming on board, some new ones we're looking at. So we're in a bit of a sort of shedding phase at the moment, which is I just feel it's right. I could get like, oh, gosh, this uncertainty but I'm like it's the next phase I just feel there's something different mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if you're finding this but I think the globalization the use of technology connecting people going deeper on their work like it's yeah. changed people's practices quite a bit and Has, Cheryl's just yeah. got a question here for you too Renee so Cheryl is a she's an expert in virtual live training so creating really I've met great Cheryl yeah so Cheryl's question is she said you're making me think about the power of tiny habits what other tiny habits do you rely on to build your business great question Cheryl Awesome. There's a few. So I have something I've come up with called bookend habits. You know how bookends, so one in the morning and one at the end of the day. I'm writing a thing on it at the moment. So mm-hmm. being really intentional, I'm I'm the sort of person and see I can't escape here because Jane knows so well. She knows <laughs> this. I'll do 500 different types of things every day. I love diversity. So today, for example, I'm on five podcasts today. So I plan to be go into podcast giving mode so one habit is to cluster like-minded things or headspace zones together so Mm. that's one for me the five calls is a really obvious one I write two blogs Mm. every fortnight as a minimum so I write them in one hit send them to, to who does Jackie who does all my social like posts all my social media so I never write one and even if I'm ahead of myself I'll write another one And if things get busy in delivery, I always go, oh, yes. Some other little habits, the same with social media. We sort of plan out themes and everything. So every third Sunday, I have social media Sunday. I know it sounds a bit riveting, doesn't it? But I sort of really plan out and just think about what I want and write four or five pages of post content so that's ready to go. So I think building some habits around different areas and batching like-minded things together something I am doing now which I wasn't doing a lot because we're probably 50 50 face-to-face and virtual Mm. is when I do have full-on virtual days like tomorrow I've got a two-hour a three-hour and a four-hour and they were literally all virtual and they were literally back to back and we've moved them and I said to my business manager we need 20 minutes in between yeah I actually get changed so I've got change for each podcast today Right. I know that probably sounds out there, but it's changes I'm your in energy. a different zone. I'm yeah. dressed for you now. Changes your energy. And without going on about the virtual world, this is a trigger for me. I wear different perfumes. So if I'm running a workshop, I wear the perfume I would wear if, as if I was going out. And then I have the cash one for webinars. Right. And I was talking to someone in Thought Leaders the other day and they're like, that's actually an anchored trigger. Yeah, that's a real real connection and a real anchoring yeah 
Yeah, so there are some little habits. And around the selling, Cheryl, I think I have a 24-hour turnaround for a proposal. Now, sometimes you sort of go, whoa, but you start to get some templates. And to be able to say to anyone that comes to us after we've scoped out their needs, I will have something to you in 24 hours, it's built a discipline around that. Yeah, we've done, for those that are in our community, as you would know, Renee, like you've kind of got those good basic templates of your brochure or your program idea so it's easy you've done all the thinking it's really just a matter of starting to put the numbers Mm -hmm. together if you've got to work through that so Renee if you think back over your practice you talked about the things that I'll give you the biggest gift in terms of you talked about the gift of resilience and you talked about the gift of contribution Mm -hmm. if you had your time again and you were starting your practice right from the beginning and all over again what would you do differently or what advice would you have to anyone who is earlier in this game and kind of going I'm just kind of getting the hang of writing a book and clusters and programs and what advice might you have for those who are a bit earlier in the game there's a few things I would have written my book earlier I always had this thing I think of like the movie beaches sitting on the beach writing my book with a blanket around me when I'm like in my 60s which isn't that far away but that's what I sort of thought that was a limiting belief that was sort of around me and then I learned that hey I can write a book now and I've done three and four years so I think if you've got a book in you you're already an author if you're blogging in that so don't look at it as out of reach just do an ebook, do white papers, just get stuff out. It really helps to be able to send somebody something before you've met them. And I didn't have that until probably seven years ago. The other thing I would probably do differently, I probably would have got help earlier. Right. And it was a catch 22. Like, I don't have the financial backing to do that. So I'll keep doing everything. But If I went back in time, I probably would have even taken a loan and got someone to help me because the time that would have saved and I would have been able to step into my genius, into my power. And even now I've got some great people back in. There's still a lot of things I'm doing that I shouldn't be. That's post-COVID, but that'll change. Yeah. I think get help, outsource the things, you know, do the things that are great, not good. Do the things that are exceptional, not even that are great, and get other people doing that. And make sure you've got a good, strong support network. I'm not one to ask for help and I'm always the helper. Mm. That's actually a big one, Jane. I think only probably the last two years I've really felt that I can ring certain people and they people love to help. Yeah. Don't they? They yeah. do. So yeah. there's well, some key ones. Particularly, I mean, you're a very generous person too, I always think. You know, a good friend of mine talks about swings and roundabouts and she says, what goes around comes around your generosity and genuine generosity you always are in terms of the things that you give to people so of course those things will always come back Mm. to you yeah so Renee if we want to follow you we want to learn more if everyone's going oh my god I'm a massive fan of Renee now she is amazing how do I follow her how do I get more Renee where do you want them to go and where is the best of the book check out your book yeah so the book's in all good bookstores. It hasn't hit the airports yet. We're holding off a little bit. Okay. Amazon Booktopia. But if you go to giftmindset.com, uh-huh. book has its own website that mm-hmm. you can order on. And we're also, we've got lots of downloadable free resources. We've done an infographic poster on each of the 12 gifts. Terrific. And lots of things you can print off. 
And ReneeGeruso.com is obviously our main page and we've got lots and lot we're building lots of resources and access to lots of different things on that. I just wanted to mention, if I can, yeah, doing a 25th of May, it should be live tomorrow, 25th of May, 1 till 2.30 p.m. I'm running an interactive workshop called Unwrap the Gift Mindset. Oh, great. And it's $47 and all proceeds are going to Breast Cancer Australia. Love it. Great. So great way to come along and see what it's all about and donate to a cause that's very, I was going to say close to my chest, but it's a bit punished. It's It's virtual or face-to-face, Renee? It's virtual, this one. 90 minutes and we'll just be talking about what it is, what gets in the way the four-step process to unwrap the gift mindset and then I'm going to do an overview on the gift of optimism. I love it. So it'd be awesome to see anyone if they can come along. It'll be on our website and everything in the next 24 hours. So. Okay, great. All yeah. right. If you, um, if yourself or Jackie's happy to shoot me the link, I'll put it up because I'll put the recording oh, awesome. up in our community before the podcast goes up. Yeah. So I'll pop the link up in there as well. Perfect. So that'd be terrific. Well, if you haven't reached out to Renee already or you've reached out, say hi, particularly if you're in our community and you haven't met Renee personally. Renee's based in Melbourne. And so it's always great to connect lots of our Melbourne friends together. So reach out, follow her on jump on ReneeGiaruso.com, uh, thegiftmindset.com, and keep an eye out for her workshop. I always think something like that is so valuable because. It's not just about going, oh, well, there's an event and being able to attend, but it's actually seeing someone in their genius, seeing someone who is extraordinary at what they do, world-class, they've got an exceptionally successful practice, they've written these books, all that sort of thing. And I know people in our community are very generous in that they're happy for people in our community to come along to something like that and support that because otherwise you are on your own and it's really hard to benchmark yourself. Totally, Here's someone who's done this for years mm. and be able to go, oh, she just did something like, I haven't thought about doing that or maybe I'll do something like that. It's, so, a good, it's a good point, Jane. It's probably another thing I probably haven't done a lot of in the past, more probably a time thing, but that's not a good excuse. But jumping into each other's workshops and even, you know, I've had somebody in our community say, I just want to see you in action and learn about you. And I said, I'd love your feedback. Yeah. And seeing the process and learning something along the way so that's something all of us I know everyone we know would be open to that like of course it's a win-win that's awesome yeah and even offering to help like if someone's in your town and you know pick them up from the airport say I'll give you a ride the generosity of what you'll learn in those opportunities offer to help them if they've got books that help them carry some books offer to stand on the stand and sell some books I get those opportunities if you're seeing people around that generosity comes back to you if you offer to help that's absolutely how it will come back to you so Cheryl has said thank you so much for all you've shared Renee so lovely to see you which is super lovely great thanks for jumping on and yeah thanks again Renee keep up the incredible work we are cheering you on congratulations on the gift mindset book it's great to see it out and fitty be at this stage of the journey and we look forward to having you back again in future thank you and thanks everyone for tuning in thanks Thanks. jane been awesome